This is Navigating Hospitality and I'm Dr. Allison Green. Usually we talk about the crossroads of social intelligence, business, and the hospitality industry. However, over the next month or so, we will be doing podcasts that are specifically involving local leaders in the hospitality industry. So buckle up, here we go. Let's have a listen. Glad to have, uh, we have, it looks like a really well-rounded uh, round table this morning. We have uh, restaurants, we have the DMO, we have Visit Pensacola, um, and then also, um, you know, Rusty can speak to the hotel behalf, and here comes somebody else. If we can just start, because I think what I'm hearing is this is valuable. It's valuable for a lot of people. And it's more than just a shout out. It is, how is everybody doing? How's it going? Because we have gone from, you know, social distancing and at Thomas Tanglewood, and I hope to buy you all coffee there again um, when, we, when, when we can get back and, and be face-to-face, to last week was the SBA and what that was and a huge amount of information. And by the way, Kelly Massey, let me make sure I'm streaming. Kelly Massey cannot be on on this call. However, we have a direct link to him. And I think that with Rick Fountain here as well, he has a a great understanding of what's going on. But maybe this is just a great time to get together and see um, how it's going. We've, it feels, it almost feels like we are preserving time, putting it in a time capsule at this point. So instead of like reporting out, how's it, you know, it's more of how's it going? What's the next steps? Because there are a lot of people that are kind of confused on what's going on. You guys are at such that leadership level and looking, here comes Corey Mobley back, looking at things. And I'm hearing a lot of um, like the what's next, because with all of this SBA stuff coming in, the PPP coming in, I mean, we have a lot to talk about, but maybe if we can just limit it to half an hour and have some some good what's going on and and how can we come together as community is still still the question. So who's on the call? I, I can see most people um, on the call. I know DC, you're there. How's it going? How did all that go with the loans and the February 3rd and How's it being processed and all of that? Yeah, so um, again, kind of you know, the two different parts of my life. The brewery's doing, you know, I keep, I say we're at about half sales. So, uh, and truly a glass half full, half empty scenario. As I said, I'm sad I'm at half sales, and I'm grateful that I'm at half sales. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it is what it is uh, at this point. Uh, but you know, to be even doing that. You know, in light of uh, this, I'm certainly grateful for that. That, mm-hmm. that allows me to pay staff, and you know, I'm at, a, I'm at an unsustainable rate of labor to revenue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, you know, we're going to keep everybody on for as long as we can. The other half of that, of course, is doing the spring on the entrepreneur hub, and 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 talking. I've been talking with small business owners all week um, that are calling about most most times would be PPP, um, what the other you know the different uh, options are. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things you know, coming out now. And the one, I guess the one takeaway I've had since the last week, really a couple different things is, um, especially for really small businesses out there, I mean, the PPP is going to be um, obviously a mess. There's not enough money um, for every 30 million businesses qualify for $350 billion. So there already is talk of adding more money into it. There's, I've heard, I, I have not confirmed this, I've heard of banks like not even really taking applications from uh, people anymore, uh, mm. or slowing them down. Um, and I think 
think the one takeaway that like if I could get one piece of information out to like any small business or hospitality based business is that um, there is actually, especially if you're fully shut down, um, you know, remember with PPP, you have to keep 75% of your staff and you're getting 10 weeks of payroll and you only have eight weeks to use it. So, you know, you, if you want it all forgiven, you're going to have to almost be running full bore. I mean, that's going to be an issue for us. If we're not making the same tips we were making or the same revenue we were making, you know, we're going to have to either pay some hazard pay or do something, you know, Mm. to even be able to get the maximum forgiveness. It's already going to be, and that's with us at half sales. Um, for anybody who's at 50% or less, I would, I've been advising them. I've talked with a, uh, CPA for an hour yesterday about almost specifically this is that 50% uh, payroll or tax credit on payroll mm-hmm. um, that you can either do one or the other, either you do PPP or you can, there's a, a basically 50 cents on the dollar. Um, if you've lost 50% or more of your business, you know, it's not getting 1% of the publicity that PPP is because people hear forgivable money and they think free money, but yeah. It's really 80 cents on the dollar for PPP um, because you're still paying the payroll tax. You're still paying all of the, the other stuff. It's 50 cents on the dollar for that tax credit, um, but it, you, only, you don't have the requirement to keep everybody on. So if you're fully huh. shut down and you get PPP, I mean, you might, I'm going to be talking to a business in 20 minutes that, I mean, they have nothing for people. They're not even allowed to be there. So how do you, how do you, you know, go? So I, yeah. I'm trying to advise businesses to like, you know, talk to their accountants or their bankers about mm-hmm. does the 50% tax credit that lasts actually through December that pays half of your current payroll if you've lost 50% of your business might actually be more financially beneficial than just taking the PPP, which is already going to be a nightmare to get. So, um, you know, I've been telling big businesses, the math's never going to work. It's going to make more sense to go PPP. But somebody our size, if we were fully shut down, it would make drastically more sense for me to have my salary people on and get half of their salary paid for, mm. you know, when I have no other work available for bartenders or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's been my one piece of advice is like really take a look and make sure you're comparing those two or your accountant is comparing those two things and make sure that that's the best thing for you to do the PPP. Don't just jump into it blind. You know, I just have a question here. Oh, I'm getting some feedback. Um, is how are, so in my mind, and I'm looking at it from a hospitality restaurant um, side of it, is how are we all, if 6.6 million more people just filed for unemployment last week, or the, you know, the numbers came out this morning, is who's going to be bouncing back and spending money? That's immediate, I mean, in our next couple of months. I mean, we know long term it's going to be okay. Um, that's, you know, in general, that's swirling in my mind of um, the economists probably know and other people probably know. But yeah, uh, one thing, and I'll shut up about it, but the, I, I think the, and Rusty, I know who's on the call, yeah. brought this up with hoteliers, and I agree, this is going to be a major concern is that, you know, the federal government's now come in, you know, it's, it's obviously a melee right now in unemployment, yeah. but they now added 600 a week to unemployment. Florida has 275 a week. You're now at 875 a week. There's going to be some kitchens and some hot, hot hotel staff that it's it's interesting. They made PPP. The government made PPP to encourage you to keep your staff on. Then the federal government gave $600 a week in addition to unemployment. So hypothetically, not hypothetically, literally 
you know, back of house staff, housekeeping staff can make more money on unemployment than they can make in their normal job. So now you're going to have these businesses, you know, take an Innisfree or someone like that who to qualify for PPP is going to need to have 75% of their staff on. Well, if everybody's making more money sitting at home for 26 weeks, you know, I, I, I see that from a, specifically on a hospitality standpoint. I see that being a real problem. The only thing that's hampering that problem is it's such a nightmare to get into unemployment right now. Yeah, I don't right. think the hospitality companies have seen the impact of that. But yeah. in a month, we may be talking right. about, well, how do I even get anybody back? Uh, you know, how do I get my kitchen staff back? You know, they can, for 26 weeks, can work and make eight seventy-five a week. So it's kind of talking out of both sides of your, the mouth yeah. in terms of the government. You know, on one hand, businesses, please keep your staff. We'll pay your payroll, keep your staff. And on the other hand, we're going to make it more lucrative for people. And then that's, of course, somebody that goes on unemployment is damaging to a business in terms of, you know, financial, yeah. as a financial burden to have people on unemployment. So yeah. it's an interesting situation. Rusty may be able to add more from yeah. a big perspective but you know that's going to be an issue a real issue for our our industry i think moving ahead and it's and again i look at the and we've just jumped in because this is so fascinating but um is this is a, a time capsule that hopefully we can look back and we've solved these problems rusty yeah i see i see you wanting to jump in what what are your thoughts on this well i mean i agree with what dc's saying um it's it's Unemployment's our big concern right now. I think to your earlier question about who's going to travel disproportionately, um, this will affect uh, poor people, people who economically are challenged, and people who don't traditionally travel a lot. You know, I think doctors and lawyers and business owners, even though they may have to lay off a bunch of staff, they're still going to be okay and travel. Um, but, you know, when you got folks who are going to be able to stay through the end of July and make more money, uh, sitting at home than they would going to work. I, I don't blame them in some sense. Um, and so part of part of our issue, and Nicole, I know she's on there thinking about this too, visit Pensacola. But how do you how do you say this? Everything opens back up in May or begins to open, and you want to have a summer season. How do you have a summer season without kitchen staff, without mm-hmm. hotel staff, without you know, in some sense maybe. Uh, for a long time damaging the brand of Pensacola because if people do come here we try to turn the faucet on and then we can't we can't uh, create an experience for them as a matter of fact we end up creating something that they don't like yeah um, we might do more damage and so I, I you know a lot of our conversation is how do you get people to come back to work how do you manage uh, if all of a sudden everything opens back up and I think with unemployment and with uh, stimulus checks you might have a boon in June or July mm-hmm. um, that sort of temporary gets that V-shape going back up, but, yeah. but it's going to obviously tell off. But that might not be the best thing for our hospitality community um, and, and what we can offer. Yeah, good points on that. There's so much swirling around. Um, Nicole, you want to jump on and, and, and help us understand from um, – from the visit Pensacola or visit Florida. I mean, we're really talking local here, but this is what's happening across the country. So go ahead. Sure, I mean, we're definitely, I agree with both points. And I know that we are gonna be working hand in hand with our partners, our hoteliers specifically, but all of our small businesses throughout the community. You know, right now our big focus has been just being there for our community, making sure it's safe, making sure we're sharing that message of how we can help people 
being a reliable resource with all of the different tools that people that are sitting at home, but people that also are looking for things to do. We want to be that resource as well. Um, but as Rusty said, moving forward, I think this is our opportunity to really work as one, to play it smart, play it safe. Um, the community has to be ready before we can just open the floodgates and be this huge tourism destination. So understanding that and working side by side, um, I think is going to be of the utmost importance for all of us. I know at Visit Pensacola, we're working on a recovery plan um, and what that actually will look like. But again, none of us really know when this will be over and how long we're actually looking at things. So every day is a different day and a new challenge for us. But if we can continue just to keep these lines of communication open and really work with each other and listen to what each other are going through, I think that's going to be our biggest strength right now. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Rick West, I know Rick was on the call. I wanted to get him. He said he had to um, get off the call a little bit. How are you doing? Because uh, maybe he called in. Oh, usually I can see him. Go ahead, Rick. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're maintaining, you know. Um, like DC said, we're, our main goal is just trying to keep everybody on payroll. We are uh, very blessed, very grateful that, we, that we've been able to maintain with with the takeout business, um, we're seeing some catering business uh, for different different things. Um, in fact, the chamber's even been supportive with with uh, some lunches for the, the COVID test workers, mm. um, which has been nice. And uh, yeah, so basically that. Yeah, I, this I'm going to say something that's just really an observation. It's not it's not a political statement or anything like that, but it's just something I kind of thought about and maybe say, hmm. And you know, the six hundred dollar national unemployment push if you do the math on that basically at 40 hours that's 15 dollars an hour um we've heard that term before uh where there's been a lot of push for a, a 15 dollar an hour minimum wage and i just have to scratch my head a little bit and say is this is is this being used as a catalyst for that hmm. um it, it, you know, and again, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm not saying against it. I'm not yeah. saying any political statement whatsoever. Um, it's just one of the things that made me scratch my head and say, where did they come up with $600? Um, and so that just might be something that we're going to have to really look at, and as we do come out of this and moving forward. Yeah, yeah, um, and I. Yeah. Anybody else want to add to that? Uh, yes. Hey, this is Jean-Pierre Ali. Oh, How's hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Uh, yeah, um, and what Rick said was also some of, one of the things that I was scratching my head with. I said, well, how did they come up with the 600 hours? In addition of that also, um, you know, in, uh, in our restaurant, uh, we are also concerned about how to get back all the employees that have been laid off uh, once we start getting back to normal and uh, the PPP, uh, you know, loan uh, slash money come in, uh, you know, because once this, uh, I know Florida is having a problem with an employment website, but once uh, everything is resolved, I mean, we will have employees that were, that will be making about $875, you know, before tax, and that sometimes it's half or maybe a little bit, you know, two-thirds of what they used to make, and they, they will, you know, they're going to be getting paid more to stay at home rather than 
going to be really hard for us to, I would imagine, to staff, you know, to have enough staff in a certain position that, uh, you know, people, yeah, our employees did not uh, make that kind of money before. Um, you know, in addition of that, we're really trying to think how to maintain the morale and uh, how to convince our employees, you know, to stay instead of filing for unemployment because, you know, it's a simple math. Uh, and it's really it's easy to uh, to figure out uh, the difference between what you are getting paid and what you would have uh, if you stay on unemployment. Um, so that's going to be a concern for that's one of the concerns that we're having here. Um, it's something that we are really thinking hard and how to mitigate that situation. Um, you know, as far as the business concern, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, things are coming along. Um, you know, enough revenue is coming in to maintain the stuff that we have uh, maintained. Um, you know, Easter is coming along and we are pretty booked for the grab and go and be able to feed uh, people from their home. Um, so we're very fortunate with that and we're looking forward to doing the same thing for Mother's Day as well. Oh, okay. So ramping up for that as well. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. is. Yeah, there, there is that nice piece um, with what's going on. And so I think, um, I, I think that we're getting the word out. You guys are getting the word out on, on what you're doing and being innovative, um, for sure. Um, thanks, JP. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting crossroads, isn't it? Um, yeah. For leaders. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't think we have the answers. I mean, it's it's only time will tell. But um, Rusty, did you want to? I noticed your mic was off. Do you want to say something? Well, I think yeah. So I think back to that point is that you, you're going to get people through July. People are asking now when we try to furlough. They're saying just fire me so I can go yeah. collect unemployment. They've done the math. They they've seen the news, right? So I get that. No no hard feelings there because um, you know I, I understand. I do the same probably. Um, but all this land in July. And you're not going to have a return to the workforce that we had in February, at the beginning of February. Right. Uh, so you got a unique situation where people are going to be clamoring for jobs. So you're going to have the opportunity, but that's when season falls off. So that's when yeah. you begin to lay off those seasonal staff. So I think one of the key things we're going to have to do is, is try to plan for the long haul and not try to ramp up in June and July and, and you know be unsuccessful, but to really lean in to visit Pensacola, Scambia County, City of Pensacola, and plan for the fall and try to have as robust a fall as we potentially can have. Um, I think, you know, people who may be fearful to travel in June and July may venture out for weekends and, um, you know, get, get back retirees traveling in the fall. And so the more stuff we can have, festivals, things to bring people to town and downtown mm -hmm. and to the beach, yeah. um, those will be really key for us because that's, and, 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 you know, in the midst of that, on the backside, the county is, is going to be hurting for money. They're going to be looking at, you know, every pot they can get their hand into, including TDT, um, which, you know, we use to, to drive uh, visitors to the area. So, um, so there, you know, there's going to be a lot of issues. The more that we can plan for it for the fall, I think, is, is helping us get ahead of the curve mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so that's, a, that's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and if I could add to that, uh, Rusty's absolutely right, and that's part of our recovery plan is, how do we continue building on that shoulder season? It's always been something that we've worked hard on, um, and now we're going to have to work 10 times harder. So 
preparing for August, preparing for those fall dates, uh, we know that we are at an advantage because the trends are saying right now that uh, the drive market is going to be really hot. And fortunately for Florida, we are bordered with several states and we are a great drive market. So we also have some really large, expansive spaces. And while people may, may not want to be in those crowded areas, the nice thing about Pensacola is that's not how we have ever advertised ourselves, nor is it how we act as a destination. So we've got some opportunity, but to Rusty's point, really kind of working on building that brand in the shoulder season and encouraging people to come down and enjoy the wide open spaces of our beaches or, you know, going down Palafox, enjoying Perdido Key, whatever it is that they're looking to do. We know they're going to be looking to do something. They've yeah. been sitting at home for so long. But how do we all work together to really drive that home and come to Pensacola and enjoy these these wide open spaces, these outdoor activities, and this beautiful weather at this time? Yeah, and I agree with that. There's there's some other people on the call that I don't know who's here because uh, they're calling in. Uh, so if you want to chime in, please do. But I'm, I'm going to throw something out there um, that we start with in hospitality. We started with we miss each other. We miss being with each other. I miss, I, I told Todd, I'll buy you a virtual cup of coffee. We miss all of that. Uh, but it does come down to people because it comes down to the hospitality people pulling together. That's what I'm hearing now. We really need to pull together in order to strategize our next steps. And we need to pull together, pull in all of our employees back or potential employees or people that, that want to work. Anybody else on the call that I'm missing that I'm not, um, that I'm not calling out, please jump in and, and tell us what you think. Or don't jump in. <laughs> Let me see if there's anybody else. Hey, Rick, do you want to add anything? Words of wisdom? Kelly, I, I, really, I really don't have any. There's a great conversation this morning. I'm enjoying it. Uh, but I don't really have anything else today. Okay. Thank you. Um, I know that, um, is Corey on here still? Corey Mobley was on here. We were yeah. talking. Oh, okay. Do you want, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, how's it going? I'm interested because, again, my focus is reaching out locally, but uh, to hear, and you're local in Navarre. How is it going down down that way? What's, what's going on? And you want to add to the conversation about employees and all that, especially with the, with yeah, uh a lot of the uh, a lot of the restaurants are still open doing you know the to go curbside. Unfortunately, we closed down our restaurant. I've got about sixty little little over sixty employees I'm working on the PPP like uh, DC had discussed and everything like that to try to get everybody back to work. But that's our main worry is are these people gonna you know take advantage of the system and 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 not want to get back to work and take a vacation and collect a paycheck or. Um, they're going to want to get back to work. Luckily, I'll say I surveyed all of our employees, and over 90% of them are ready to get back to work. Yeah. Especially because, you know, 30, 40 of them are servers, bartenders. They make more money than what they're going to, you know, collect. Now, the back of the house is a little bit different. I think Rick was the one that had mentioned that, you know. Yeah, it's um, tough times out there, but, you know, like you said, as a hospitality community, I think, We'll um, continue to work together and, 
and get through this and get back on our feet. Uh, like Nicole mentioned, too, with this area being such a great drive-in market, I'm yeah. hoping that, um, you know, the, the numbers start changing and shifting for our hoteliers and restaurateurs. And I know the association standpoint is coming up in the future, near future, as we, um, you know, head up in the middle of the month will be to start looking at, you know, as the CDC relaxes some of their recommendations on stuff, you know, I think these businesses are um, well-suited to go back to the 50% capacity. Because if you look at places like Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's hordes of people in there, and that's not necessarily social distancing. I know some Walmarts and Publixes have made aisles one way only and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but... Uh, you know, I think that it would be fair to get some of these restaurants back open again at a 50% capacity. So I know that'll be our next look. So mm-hmm. we'll try to keep everyone posted too. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks again for um, everybody has their little information on their website. So appreciate that. I, I'm wondering hey, is, Al, Al, yeah, go Al, ahead. Go Al, ahead. Um, I, I really didn't have anything, but Nicole sent me a text that. Uh, she had to leave the call, and she sent some pretty interesting information from the hot center. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'll just call Lisa. Hello? Hello? Oh, we got Jack. Uh, hey, Jack. Nicole, this lesson said that, so. Go ahead, Rick. No, I bet the... Uh, Hot Center did a statewide travel and spending survey where we released on April 21. More than 4,000 employees from each county in the state completed the survey. Reflects, uh, represents a unique data series on the initial impacts of the travel restrictions and way changes. And three initial findings include 61% of Floridians have canceled or postponed travel plans, and more than half of that group had more than one trip, which was impacted. Uh, 24% 24 had already experienced some loss in wages due to the coronavirus, while another 18% expected income loss to be imminent at the time they completed the survey. 90% of Floridians reported reduced spending across many different industry sectors, including restaurant, entertainment, retail, uh, shopping. Uh, this data will all be made public on April 21. So anyway, I'm sorry I, I did not report that earlier. Thank, thank you. Thanks, thanks so much for that. I appreciate. Um, so that's coming out in just a couple of weeks, and I know everybody was on top of that. I'm getting. I'm gonna say Jack's popping up. You want to say something, Jack? Hello. Good morning. I don't know if he knows that he's coming in. I'm going to go ahead. You know what? I think that I'm just going to, I think there's feedback coming back from him. So that's interesting. Rick, that um, that was from uh, the survey that she originally did. So appreciate that little um, interesting fact. Anybody else? What's going on? And I uh, want to add to the conversation if I missed you. Hey, this is Rusty again. I've talked yeah. a lot. I apologize. No, for that. no. I, is Jack trying to talk or is he? He might be having some internet yeah. issues. There you go, Jack. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick, I just wanted to say this. And, and, you know, Nicole and Jack can't 
can't do a whole lot of this, but I think the rest of this hospitality, restaurant, leisure community needs to do this. There's going to be big grabs for money, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we really need to talk to specifically our county commission, but city, city council, mayor, um, and, and talk about the importance of preserving those tourism dollars and using them for marketing. Uh, there's already been a run on those dollars previous to this outbreak, this epidemic, pandemic, um, to use it for infrastructure and to kind of offset general fund things. Um, and, you know, I, that's allowed in the statute now since 2017, so I'm not arguing that, that they've done anything inappropriate, but there's just been a siphoning off of these dollars. And at this point, we're going to need yeah. every available dollar possible to market, and especially if we're going to do, you know, unique things during the fall season. And, um, I, I, you know, restaurateurs and uh, small businesses or whoever, I mean, you're going to do better if more people are here. Um, and I used to tell people, I live up in the North End, and I used to say when Collier Merrill sells more fish plates, the whole county does better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we need to be marketing this community and using grant funds and those sorts of things. Um, and that'll take our voice in the years of county commissioners and other elected leaders to say, you know, don't, don't take these dollars um, that are designated for this, but allow them to be used, you know, prime that pump as much as possible. And so I think that's where our voices can be very effective in the next, you know, few weeks, months. Yeah. Um, so that the, that, that pot of money isn't, you know, pillaged for other usages, which might be good in, in honorable usages, but just not what's going to be best for this community. And that's what those dollars are uh, designated for. Yeah. And I think it's... I'll try it, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Good seeing you. Yeah, I am having internet issues. Um, one of the things I would say is, as um, stimulus dollars for infrastructure come forward, uh, you know, we need to be working with the county, as Rusty said, to take stimulus dollars to repur- you know, to make up the difference for what they're using currently, or have planned to use uh, TDT dollars for on infrastructure projects. Another thing I want to say is uh, our new research firm for Visit Pensacola Downs and St. Germain is conducting a statewide survey of all the counties as uh, part of a project with uh, Destination Florida. And we would encourage all of our partners to participate in that survey. Uh, their information is anonymous, uh, but it really helps us gather and paint a picture statewide and for Scambia County about what's going on. Yeah, okay. And that's being sent out uh, through our uh, website. Great, good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's just, it's you're right, moving forward and looking forward. Anybody else have some comments on what's going on and how we can best look at it? And we'll continue it next week. I'm hoping you all can just put this on your, your time until we don't need to meet again. Um, but I love hearing because we're having each week there are challenges. And um, let's talk about it because you all are together in it. Uh, anybody else before we conclude the call? Is uh, anything from JP? I don't know if he's still on here or... Anybody else? I saw uh, DC, I think, hopped off the call. Anybody else? The elusive, the elusive silence means. <laughs> are, are you there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, this is really a great conversation, and there's you know, so many 
areas that have been covered. And yes, I agree with uh, talking to our commissioners and everybody to you know to keep the money here. Uh, we're going to go back to normal, um, and we will need uh, advertising tourism do advertising dollars to get people in this area. Uh, that's what we thrive uh, with. That's what we you know, that's what we want to see, and that's what we want to happen. People to come back and start visiting Pensacola again. Uh, Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, this, you know, this entire area. That's what we want. Uh, so we really need to stay on top of that. I know uh, everybody's going to need money. The county's going to need money. They want to want to hang on to every single dollar they have. Um, but yeah, we will need to, to figure out. And uh, visit Pensacola does a really good job. Mm -hmm. uh, how to keep uh, the dollars around and keep advertising for people to come to Pensacola. Yeah, I think it's also when you were talking, JP. Um, I'm I'm just thinking in general um, with the demographics, our our drive market. Uh, we really do have a great opportunity. Um, even through June and July, when people can hop in their cars and um, use some of that money that they're given <laughs> and and come and get out and just look at things in a different way. But I don't think, I mean, me, I'm just saying out loud, I, I'm not sure is we just have to come together and figure out what's best for everybody. I think that's what I'm hearing as a collective hospitality voice. Uh, if I could kind of pull it all together, it doesn't matter. We all are um, important in the hospitality area here. So it's uh, pulling together and making sure our employees are okay, we're okay, and the people that are coming in um, have an enjoyable time. Because if we don't have the employees set in place, we're gonna give off a, a, a bad view, right? So that's, I've heard that as well, the service sector, um, making sure we're delivering service. So, I mean, there's so many different layers, you guys. We're in interesting times, interesting. Yeah. I am I am so thankful for everybody. We'll wrap up the call. I am so, I have to say again, uh, so very honored and thankful that you all show up week after week and um, tell all of us from your leadership view. So thank you all. We'll conclude. I'll um, send out texts. I'll send out emails reminding you of next week, and I hope to see you then. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.